are back with another episode, y'all. We are back. We are back. Hey. back. It is hot out right now in Michigan. It's like 83 degrees. Like, y'all, one would say this is certified hot girl, hot boy summer weather. <laughs> uh, we ever get it's married, like 90 oh. degrees here in Georgia, and it's only right now as we're recording it's only 2 50 p.m so i am trying to get in the sun okay she's trying to run off and have a hot girl adventure so you know today's episode <laughs> is going to be a little bit briefer than usual uh she's trying to run off into the sunset but I, I ain't gonna let her y'all i'm gonna bring her back eventually but um you know if we ever get meg the stallion on the show uh that would be really dope I think that would, uh, we're manifesting that one, y'all. We're manifesting. Uh, manifesting. We're manifesting okay. for Michelle to come on the show, too. Because Michelle, Michelle. Oh, yeah. V, you just said Michelle. That's why I know you're talking about. It's V, Michelle v, Obama. V, okay. v, Michelle the Obama. Respect. Her, the respect. I'm a first lady. But um, I'm going to go ahead and get us started off uh, with the introductions. My name is Donald Coleman. Yes, yes. And I am your girl, Dr. E. And this is Unapologetic Conversations with the Coleman. Yes, we love to see it. Y'all, we finally got our intro together. I know it took us like a season and a half, but so today we're gonna be drinking so we're gonna start off with our coffee segment y'all and for those of y'all who are just this is your first episode first of all you need to stop and go back to season one you you you're a little bit ahead um you went from preschool to high school like you missed a couple steps Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so today i'm gonna be drinking um the Hold on, if my ring light will let me be great. Um, it's the Starbucks cold brew, nitro, nitro cold brew. Um, if I would have been hip to this freshman year, this would have, I could have wrote a lot of papers off of this because this, I think, <laughs> is the strongest. I mean, am I wrong? I think nitro, when you ask for nitro cold brew, that's like the really concentrated caffeine, like caffeinated drink you can get at Starbucks. Um so this one, this particular flavor, is the dark cocoa sweet cream uh, with milk. So I'm excited to try it. I've never had this this flavor. Um, I've had their like regular black, and I've had the sweet cream one, but never dark cocoa, y'all. I'm excited. <laughs> okay, with the dark cocoa, getting the nitro brew in because it, like I said, guys, it is so hot outside today, so it's hard to drink like warm things today because you know i i usually do my <laughs> pike plate you know or my dark rolls tell them tell them the recipe tell them run run run, run up that recipe <laughs> less than so it takes me i'm in my little camaro <laughs> pulling up to the window they say how can i help you i said hello my name's ebony and i would like to place the order for a venti dark rose two pumps of peppermint four raw sugar Thank you. Okay. And that's usually what I have every day. Either I go to Starbucks or I actually make it at home. But today, because it is Sunday, it's around brunch time. Okay. And I am ready to get into the swing of things with it being 90 degrees outside. So I am drinking no other than a mimosa. Okay. Your girl went to the Publix grocery store because she got her nails done. She got her some Prosecco. 
some orange juice, no quote, okay? <laughs> and she is now present and ready for this podcast because we will be brunching the rest of the day, okay? You know, I, I it really killed me when you said the no pulp. First of all, pulp is good for you, okay? So you should have sprinkled in a little bit of pulp, okay? Well, I'm not trying to do good for me things, too, okay? <laughs> like, I have done that all week. <laughs> this is my only day off. Today, I am trying to, like, bask in the just the, the festivities of life, okay? The festivities <laughs> of life. Honestly, we have to make that into a t-shirt. We, we, we trademark that, y'all. Don't. We went out there, we didn't, we took it. Um, but no, that's look at you, look at you just brunching it up on a Sunday afternoon. Love to see it. Um, so moving on to our next segment, we're gonna go to what tools and techniques did you use this week to better yourself? So I'm gonna let you go ahead and explain to the audience. Yes, so if you guys tuned in last week, I talked about structuring time. And making sure you not only are doing all of your objectives, but you are structuring time for yourself. So that is something that I not only utilized last week, but I poured into myself this week too, but just adding a different layer to it. So when you are structuring time, it is important to also structure time that looks like boundaries and not letting other people infiltrate on those boundaries. So if you're telling yourself that you need a lot of time to allow yourself to pour into yourself with self-care techniques, if it's this great project you're working on, or you're applying to a program, or you're applying to do something with the grant funding, whatever it is, boundaries is just as important as structuring your time. So for me, that is something that I like to utilize, especially throughout the week. People will call you. They're going to need things from you. <laughs> it's going to be their 911 emergency in that moment. But when you have worked a nine to five, or if you have a private practice, or you might have multiple streams of income coming in, and you need that time alone to be able to pour into whatever it is that you need to do in that moment, structuring boundaries and not being so flexible with them in that moment, it's not being selfish. It just allows for you to complete a task that is for you. So those are my tools and techniques. I actually think I kind of relate to that similarly because uh, for those of y'all who don't know, um, I'm a rising junior um, this year and I'm taking, uh, not the silent clap, um, I'm taking, uh, <laughs> for those of y'all watching, she did a little clap clap for me, um, but I'm taking uh, summer classes and my courses started last Monday. And I think this, last week um you know it's just syllabus week and you know everyone's just trying to introduce themselves it's online format and i think uh last week what really hit it off for me was time management um because i really started getting back into the swing of things like writing stuff down using a planner and like you said with time time management and boundaries they kind of go hand in hand because Everyone's going to always need something. There's always going to be something pressing at the moment. And I think when you set boundaries and priorities, I think that really can kind of set the curve for what your week is going to look like. So definitely um, using a planner. I have a physical plan. Well, it's over there. I'm not going to go get it, but I have a physical planner. I did get my planner. I got it from, I got it from Tarjay y'all. So um, you don't have to get it from Tarjay. I mean, if you like digital, I would recommend digital or if you can find like a cheaper planner that you like. 
Um, my planner was like, I'm ashamed to say almost $17 from Target, you know, it's pretty much $20 just to walk in. So what do you expect? But uh, (laughs) so, yeah, I think that's what helped me last week for tools and techniques. So moving moving on, we're going to go to stone of the week. Um, And this week's stone, y'all. It's Don't it's, it's, say it. My favorite. I'm not, I wasn't even going to say it. Stone of the week. <laughs> See, y'all, this has been a hurt crow because I wasn't even going to say nothing because she really came for me in last week's episode with Kai. Um, and if you haven't watched that episode, y'all should go watch it because that was a really dope yeah, episode. Really but good, yeah. um, she did come from my neck, so I said I wasn't going to do that no more. Um, so no, no, I <laughs> welcome it. I- Actually, I'm anticipating it now every week. And when I don't get it, it just kind of makes me sad. Yeah, really. <laughs> Y'all, this is, um, I, I don't even know what to say behind that one. But moving on, this week's uh, stone is the Dalmatian stone. And it gets its name, if my ring light will let me be great. Um, can you see it? Wait, let me... uh, you can see it. It looks good. Okay, it's a little that makes bit better. it better though. Yeah. Um, and it gets its name because it looks like a Dalmatian. It's kind of it's white, gray, and black um stone. And it's really pretty. Um, and it honestly it kind of before I even get into what it uh its uses is, doesn't it look like something you would see on like Disney's like 101 Dalmatian? Yeah, like Disney, exactly. if you're watching this, <laughs> the Ruby <we> watching. <laughs> Listen, all anytime we throw a name out there, sponsorships are welcome. Listen, sponsorships, um, ad revenues, we welcome you. We embrace you. (laughs) Um, so yeah, this stone uh it stimulates the base and the root chakra. So for those of you who don't know, your base chakra is kind of the chakra that one uses when it comes to stability. So if you're having problems. Um, let's just say with financial stability or relationship stability, um, having a stone like the Dalmatian stone helps stimulate those energies so it can bring um, balance into one's life. Um, It's also a good stone for someone who is struggling trying to find joy, specifically joy. Um, This stone really helps rejuvenate and revitalize those chakra points. And I honestly love this stone when I was doing my research on it um it just was like i made no sense why i didn't have it so i was like we kind of snatched this stone up today so um (laughs) yeah that is stone of the week i will post all of uh stone of weeks on our instagram and if you don't follow us on instagram you should um you're missing out uh very much so but yeah that is my stone of the week yeah i give him a hard time but i love Learn every week about stones and chakras and things that I need to implement in my life on my holistic journey. So please check us out on unapologetically underscore Coleman on Instagram for all of these stones of the week. Yes, yes, yes. And moving on, we're going to go ahead with our enlightenment of the week with my dear sister. brother. (laughs) So in honor of rounding out Mental Health Awareness Month, I found this quote, some days your light may get curbed by ways of uncertainty, but that doesn't mean you will never shine again. So let me say that again. Some days your light may get curbed by the ways of uncertainty, but that doesn't mean you will never shine again. And this resonated with me because yeah, you, you I really like that one. I was like, 
it, it's it's powerful, but it also I feel like resonates with a lot of people because I think a lot of people go through, you know, moments of like failure, what they perceive as failure and doubt. And I feel like that is so powerful because it's like, okay, yeah, you may be, you know, going through it or, you know, the cloud, like I keep thinking of like the cloud metaphor and it's like so many like dark clouds over you, but that doesn't mean you're not gonna shine bright like a diamond. <laughs> Listen. You know, I say God because that's who my higher power is, but whomever your higher power is will give you challenges. Life will never be easy. If it's too easy, you don't want it. Trust me. But when you're going through your different challenges throughout life and you realize there is light at the end of the tunnel, you see the light at the end of the tunnel. And then on the days that you actually feel you're being rewarded for those challenges. I know it sounds difficult right now when you're living in the moment of challenge, but trust me, when you come out of it, it makes you feel so much more appreciated in life. It makes you feel so much more accomplished when you really had to work for the things that you have obtained. So stick it out, get you into a good supportive wellness group and come out on the other side, unscathed and accomplished. Unscathed and accomplished. Look at that. See, wordplay, alliteration. We love to see it. This is what getting a PhD does for y'all, y'all. Like, this is... This is listen. <laughs> the wordplay word is immaculate, honestly. 10 out of 10. Okay, thank uh, you. Webster no, don't have nothing on Dr. E. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, but to moving on to our main topic of this week, um, it's networking slash navigating the professional and academic world. Oh, wow. I, I just feel like that's just so, it's such a big, like, how, I don't want to say like it's a big undertaking because I feel like when people think of academia and the professional world, I think a lot of people get scared and a lot of people get nervous because it's such a big realm. And if you're not, if you don't have people in your corner or if you don't have like a mentor or someone, you know, in your circle that uh, is familiar with these worlds, then it's hard to kind of navigate that when you're first going into it. So I think um, I'm going to start off with you, actually, because, you know, you've been in the game much, much longer than we're not going to say how long, but longer than me. Um, <laughs> we don't we're not. We, we don't reveal ages around here, but, you know, uh, she's been in it for a minute. So I think it will be uh, proper for you to just give your thoughts, comments. I love this topic because there's so many different ways I can venture on to discuss it, right? <laughs> I could go the trauma route because there is a lot of trauma and networking in the world of academia, especially if you are the front runner, you are the frontier in your family, <laughs> meaning you are the first person going down this trajectory of higher education and other family members haven't done it. And I say that because in this world of higher education, grad school, going into the PhD programs, it pays to know people. It's the, it's the phrase that is the antithesis of it all, right? And I say that it's not about what you know, it's about who you know. <laughs> and I have learned that sometimes the hard way and other ways I have appreciated the journey of getting to know people and making those um, connections. But I wanna first start off looking at the positive, right? Um, my sister, 
Alexis, which she's been on the show before. <laughs> Alexis Chantal Paisley, shout out. Because of her networking, because of her tapping into her community resources, and of course, doing the work so diligently on her own, just graduating from the Oakland University, which I am an alum of as well, she was just um, accepted into a nursing program because my girl is trying to be an RN, okay, nurse anesthetist. And it was very challenging for her in the beginning. She was presented with a lot of roadblocks and she was presented with, I don't know what to do next, right? And I aligned that to my own trajectory because that was me. The whole time I was working on my PhD, I felt like sometimes I was a deer in headlights, right? Every new class, every new objective, especially when it came to writing my dissertation, I had no idea what I was doing about field research. I knew nothing about how I was going to gather these research participants. But because I tapped into being... Um, just being open and letting people know what my challenges were and coming to them, not like I had it all together, but coming to them as a canvas and letting them know when they did drop juice on me that I appreciated it and that I was willing and open to be flexible in my thought process when they were giving me feedback allowed for me as a frontier to make those connections. So I brought my sister into this format because that was what I had to tell her to do as well. Sometimes we are so used, and I don't know if it's like um, what we're reared as in our family to just be like, you got it together. You don't show people your weaknesses. But when you are navigating in the world of academia and you don't know, the best way to know is to ask that question. The best way to get to the next steps is to go and volunteer and be communicative with people. Those are the only ways to sometimes open doors. 4.0 students and immaculate GPAs. And I mean, wow, you have done everything. But if you haven't made those social connections, if people are not bringing your name up in the room before your feet enters the door, those will be a lot of missed opportunities. There will be a lot of conversations happening that will not elevate you because you were not a part of the conversation or people didn't think to bring you to the table, so therefore you don't know. It's so important to never lose the humanistic approach to life. I don't care what type of degrees you get, who you think you are, and how much money you think you have. If you lose the humanistic approach to actually going to volunteer, talking to people, being humble and appreciative, if you lose that aspect, it is hard to navigate and to socialize in today's world and especially in the world of, of academia. So I'll just leave it there. <laughs> wow, that was you just you just you wrapped up the gift and put a bow at the end. Um, because okay, I think that is a lot. Um, but what you said was true though. And I think a lot of people, um, I think in older generations of academia and in the professional world, I think they, their, their paths were different than ours because they didn't, you know, back then you could get off on having like a 3.5 or higher GPA and getting it to doors and having those, you know, prestigious degrees. And that's still all good things today. Don't get me wrong, definitely. but I've definitely learned 
um, especially in the field, you know, I'm in the STEM field, um, it's definitely networking. It's definitely, who do you know? Um, how many conferences have you been to? Have I seen you at these functions? Like, you know what I'm saying? You know, like, <laughs> like you're giving me that look because you know, because anyone out there Yay. in the STEM world knows that connections are key, right? Because they're only in, in the line of STEM work. Well, depending on what kind of, so if you're in the sciences or technologies, um, it kind of depends, but in most uh, career fields, they're really competitive and they're really isolated and closed off. Um, a lot of people don't even know that there are uh, openings and positions because it is a social hierarchy. And to get into that social hierarchy, you have to know people. So yeah, I totally agree with you when you were saying that, you know, the flashy GPAs and the flashy degrees and you can have all of these things, but I truly believe that if your reputation does not precede you, then you're kind of just, that, that door is closed for you. And it sucks because, you know, there are people who are really talented at what they do, but if you don't, again, if you're not in the conversation, if you're not a household name, if they are saying your name at the dinner table or at the brunch table or in the office, wherever wherever it may be, wherever the setting is. At the nail salon, okay. The, <laughs> wherever the setting, <laughs> listen, whatever setting you want to put, if your name is not being mentioned in those lips and those conversations, then it's not going to happen for you. And it sucks, but I, especially because we're in the age of social media, right? And social media kind of changed the name of the game for every like that I think <laughs> and I know you are gonna have some points on that but I think social media really changed the name of how we operate on how the professional world has changed even how academia has changed because if you really think about it there is a huge sub subsection on social media where it's just for academia like, um, for example, there's like uh, PhD TikTok. Like, you know how there's certain uh, air, like, you know, genres of TikTok. There's like scholar TikTok. There's like undergrad TikTok. And it's so cool seeing these different genres. But at the same time, it's like, okay, you see these people, like they're on Instagram, social media, and they're making these tweets and stuff like that. And if your name if you are on the front page, then it's like, what are you doing? You know, so. I, I totally agree. And for me, a person like me, I feel like I've been preaching this to the choir for years. And I've been the only one in the church. And then finally now the congregation is like, ah, she actually speaking facts. And they're coming in in droves. And I say all that to say, um, if you know me, it's to either love me or hate me. <laughs> and, and I say this because your girl, yes, I love academia. Don't get me wrong. I think it's beautiful. Great trajectory. Great career path for me. However, that's not just me. It's so many other facets of me that I love the fact that social media is showing black and brown girls, black and brown people in general, that you can have a PhD and still slay. You can have a PhD and still have a life. You can have a PhD, get, um, get money on your own, get a business on your own and do things that you 
still want to do and don't just have to be enslaved to your degree. So for me, social media like TikTok and Instagram, I love getting creative and fun with it and showing multiple sides of myself because it allows people to see that being of higher education doesn't mean you're boring. Being of higher education doesn't mean that you can't get all the illustrious things that you see on social media that your favorite IG girl or IG guy has. Get all of that and still be educated. So I love the fact that social media is showing like the versatility in people and that you don't have to be confined to a box to be a person with a PhD or a doctorate or a master's degree or of education of any sorts. It allows people to be flexible in their thinking and to see through the lens that is not constricted by traditional pathways of what academia should look like. So I love it for that aspect. What do you think? I, I agree with you because, and I was going to say, actually, I think when it comes to social media, I think branding has definitely also changed for a lot of different, because when we first used to think of branding, we thought of like big businesses, like, you know, big name brand corporations, but it's like anyone can create a brand. And I think that now you're seeing more people, like at least the people I follow, cause I'm on academia, social media a lot because I network with people obviously on that side, you know, of right. social media. Um, and it's cool seeing people and higher education on social media because it highlights, you know, their accomplishments, their work, their research. And it's cool to kind of, you know, get to know them, talk to them. You know, it's just, it's all around a good time um, in those spaces, because like you said, it's black and brown people. It's people, and I'm specifically talking about people of color. Um, those spaces are absolutely amazing because you're seeing people like you, you guys have the same goals, similar interests. Like I've actually connected with people on Instagram who, you know, also like me undergraduate or, you know, maybe like a first year, you know, grad student. And we talk about our experiences in academia and it's so cool getting those connections because you don't know where that may take you. And I tell all of my peers, like, I think, um, don't limit yourself with your connections. I think that would be my number one piece of advice for anyone in academia right now or thinking about going back into academia or whatever your situation may be. I think my first piece of advice would be don't limit yourself on who you try and connect with because you may make a connection with someone outside of your field, but you don't know who they may know, right? Because I think, <laughs> because, right? I mean, am I right or am I right? Like, I've it's definitely- No, you're absolutely correct. 1,000%. I literally will DM somebody that might be in the music industry or might be in cosmetology. Because I feel like, first off, you can learn from anybody. I tell people that all the time. I don't care if you are somebody that I've met in off the streets or somebody that I didn't met in a classroom, you can learn from literally anybody. And the moment that you feel like you can't is the moment that you stop growing and developing. And that's the moment that you lose that humanistic approach that I was telling you about life. You become not relatable. If I had all these degrees, right? And I'm sitting up here with a million books behind me and all these accolades, 
but I, I couldn't talk to people and I couldn't connect with people. I couldn't empathize with people or have sympathy for people. If you can't do all of these things, then what good are you to have all these degrees? That's a pompous attitude that I feel like was a traditional way of having higher education. You're supposed to be like this and only associate yourself with certain people. Not anymore. Okay. And that's what I like about social media because it allows to, it allows you and the younger generation to destigmatize a lot of these titles and roles in academia and normalize them. You can be a doctor. So what? You don't have a 4.0 GPA. So what? You're graduating high school with a 2.1. It's doable. I, I, I tell you guys, if you go back and listen to our old episodes, I was not the studious person until I got into my master's program. Do you hear me? Then your girl was like, okay, <laughs> flashcards, <laughs> take this serious. That's when I became that person. But before then, I wasn't that. I didn't take school as serious as I do now because it wasn't a lot of people that I looked up to that was in the world of academia. So that wasn't my interest. So it changed and it evolved for me over time, but that evolution doesn't mean that if you didn't start with the foundation of 4.0s, you can't become. So that's what I, social media is dope for me because it shows you growth in people. It shows you in creative ways, how you can become whatever it is you want to become. So that's what I like about it. And I think I also like, um, just to add on from what you were saying earlier about um, seeing like doctors, PhDs and stuff on social media, um, you're seeing a lot more people with PhDs. And I don't know if it's just maybe because during the pandemic a lot and also adding to the conversation COVID-19, right? Because that forced us to go online more. It forced everyone like everyone like nobody was immune to the lockdowns the physical isolation and that made us become more socially adept when it came to social media right because there was no physical conference you could go to anymore there were no you know events or you know professional events or whatever whatever you may go to everything was online so that also furthered the evolution of branding Right. Because everyone, you know, on these social media platforms, you know, everyone's isolated. And that was our way to connect with everyone. And social media has made the connection web expand because now you can connect with virtually anyone from any state, any field. Right. Because, you know, a couple of years ago, it was only kind of limited to your area or, you know, what whatever institution you may have went to or you know that state now there is no more lines the lines are erased they've evaporated they're gone twisted to the wind may you and now it's like you know what i'm saying like you're connecting with you know mds and phds from all over the state right and it's just i don't know i think it's a beautiful thing when it comes to networking because now like you can make these connections and you have people from multiple different backgrounds and you know ethnicities and uh fields of research so honestly to me i love it and and shout out to black girl magic y'all i have been seeing dr bays everywhere just look at, we look amazing okay we are out here 
skin is glowing, hair is illustrious, okay? Bodies are snatched, okay, to comfort levels. And it's just like, it allows you to see, to have a PhD, you do not have to look like someone's grandma, okay? You can be out here and look snatched and slave to the gods. And that's, that is another aspect that, <laughs> okay? Hashtag Dr. Bays is a real thing, honey. We are out here looking great. I mean, yes, we still, we read our books, we do our research, we're very studious. We have a life too. We like to listen to the music that you guys like to listen to. We like to go to the clubs that you guys like to go to. We like to live our lives and it allows you to see it in a way. I don't feel like it's intrusive for me because it goes back to boundaries. I set high boundaries on my social media. If you follow me on my IG, you will see my vitamin supplement line. You will hear me talk about my wellness coaching and the TV shows that I do and all of the highlight reels, because that's really what it is, of my life. Whatever I put on there is because of what, that's what I want to put on there, right? So for me, because I have set those boundaries, I don't feel like social media is intrusive to me. So I, I celebrate it. And I like it and it's fun for me because I have set those boundaries around it. For other people, their viewpoints might be different because maybe their boundaries are not so rigid like mine is when it comes to social media. So I guess that's a tool or technique that I use to keep my sanity on social media and not allow social media to take advantage of me or make me feel like I'm less than I filter the people I watch. And like I said, I only allow myself to be surrounded by social circles of entertainment that's going to highlight me, that's going to um, entice me to learn or to research. I do not filter my social media around things that I know is not going to be of interest to in me or to make me feel less than or, or hurt me in any type of way. Because social media is supposed to be something that's fun, creative, and allows for you to get your branding or whatever that you're doing out there so yeah no I definitely agree with that I think um and just you know we're gonna get to our closing remarks in a minute um but I think social media definitely has a lot of people to express their brands creatively I've definitely seen a lot of doctors just specifically right now I'm talking about doctors um brand themselves and it's just so amazing to see people in academia finally accepting that because for the longest you know and you know what i'm talking about like there was exactly like what you mean. <laughs> like there aren't people out there branding themselves correctly and i tell everyone 2021 and beyond the name of the game is branding marketing yourself and like there's this um one doctor uh i can't think of his name right now but he's a well, there's two doctors actually I've been following and they're both uh, orthopedic surgeons and their uh, specialty is in spine surgery. And they both, yeah, spine surgeons, right? I, hard, uh, right, that's deep. Um, but seeing them both, they're marketing themselves. They both started their own private practice and it's just cool seeing them on their social media. I love seeing their posts because it's always, you know, they're marketing themselves, they're networking, connecting with other people in their community. And I think now 
that we've, you know, been in this pandemic, you know, we're starting to get out of it a little bit. Um, I just want to see a lot more of that. I want to see the communities kind of rise and uplift and support each other. Cause I think at the end of the day, that's the name of the game. And also, like you said, being aware of who you're letting into these social circles, right? Because social media, we talking about the, the pros and the highs, but there are also cons because, you know, if you're following someone or someone's following you, that may be a little bit problematic in your community. Now it's kind of being linked back to you, like uh, you follow such and such and they're like a little bit problematic, that can also harm you, right? Because now you're being associated with their image, their character, whatever have you. So I think, like you said, boundaries, 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 I think is important. My black game is strong. (laughs) I don't play, I will block you in a second. And I feel like that's a boundary for me, right? Because I'm a positive person, or I like to think that I'm a positive person, right? I try to uh, uplift people with quotes. I try to get out there and show people me working out and, you know, living the holistic lifestyle that I project. I want people to know that not only am I projecting this, this is a lifestyle for me. I embody this because it's something I enjoy in my personal life. However, if I see that you are being negative with the comments or you are associating yourself in a negative way that is not for me. And I keep putting emphasis on me because your social media is yours, okay? It, you don't need other people to dictate and tell you what you should be doing. That is what you wanna do on your page that is intertwined and tied to you. So if it is not, if someone's following me and they're negative, they're putting other people down, they're putting me down, I don't need that in my life. It's too many negative things in society and the world that I can't control. If I can control this environment, this environment is going to be something that is powerful and uplifting. So with that being the case, my block gang strong, I will block you and not think twice, I will keep it moving. Because that is my safe zone. That is my network of community, of wellness community. And I want to project that. And I want my community members that come on there to feel safe right? Because it's a safe zone for me and for people that's in my community. So yes, I guess if it was any tidbits to wrap up social media for me, I keep it positive because I control my environment and I always empower myself to realize that I am in control of my social media. If it's something you don't like, it doesn't make you feel good when you see it, you need to realize your boundary and block people. Just like you block people in real life, just like it was that guy you don't want to talk to no more, and you block them <laughs> in your phone. You can block people <laughs> on your Instagram, on your Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. And that's why the block button is there. I look at the block button as a boundary, and if people cross it, they get blocked. So that's my remarks on that. block game strong basically just to sum it all up everyone uh quick summary block game is strong so if you come messy you will get blocked but um i think (laughs) this probably for my closing remarks um and a question for you so what what small tidbit of advice would you give to someone who maybe i don't know finishing up the undergrad pursuing graduate program like what advice would you give someone as far as like 
the networking aspect of navigating academia and into the professional world? I would definitely say stay open and understand that your vessel of knowing it all will never be full. So if it is someone out there that's giving you information, even if it might not come off as this is something of interest to you, take it. Let that person know that I appreciate your time. I appreciate you. Never be a person that shuns other people because as Donald stated earlier, you never know who's connected to who. So when you are out there, put on your, your face of appreciative and humbleness and understanding that gratitude is at the crooks of a lot of relationships and how they blossom and flourish into things that only your higher power can see for you. So always embrace new relationships, embrace perspectives of people that might be different than your own and realize if you wanna elevate and you wanna cultivate something different, you have to realize that your biases might be holding you back. So always challenge yourself to be in rooms that are reflective of rooms that's different than your comfort zone and be ready to challenge yourself to see the world from a perspective of someone that's out there already doing the work and look at gaps in those particular challenges on how you can contribute and add to the field to elevate yourself and to be the person that you are now looking up to as a mentor. So that's my, my words. Well, that was so great. Honestly, like, just look at y'all. And this is free. Like, imagine if she was like a motivational speaker going to colleges. If you listening, maybe, maybe she, you can get a booking. I don't know. We manifest that. <laughs> available via zoom at a university with near you okay so if you need me <laughs> if you need her DR period ebony coleman on ig i have all my booking information for speaking engagements there look at that look at staying booked blessed and busy all, yeah. all the all the bees <laughs> all of the bees yes <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening to this episode. We greatly appreciate you guys. If you are looking at this on YouTube, be, be a fan, be a blessing, and make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Honestly, I wish Kai was here because last episode was so funny. Like when I was saying it, I was like, uh, maybe maybe Kai should say it. Uh, if you guys haven't watched That's that. why I just pointed down like that because I'm like, that is her, her vibe all day, right? Honestly, if you guys have not listened to that episode, go back to last week's episode and listen to it. It was great. Um, but yes, make sure you guys like, comment, subscribe, and share this video. Boost our algorithm. Make sure you guys hit the bell icon because then you will automatically be notified when our episode drop you don't want to be the first one to watch be the first one be the be the first of many firsts uh, okay. <laughs> and if you guys are listening to this on spotify apple music pandora etc etc make sure you guys leave us a five-star rating also make sure you download the episode that helps our algorithms greatly um and make sure you guys follow us on instagram and I'm going to leave it off with my sister with her closing remarks. That's all. I think you summed it up so beautifully. Make sure you guys check us out on Instagram at unapologetically underscore Coleman. And tune in every Monday here on Unapologetic Conversations with the Coleman. 
Yes, I know we we our, our uploading has been a little bit weird this season because we usually record episodes on like Monday, like the past couple episodes have been on Monday, but we are yeah. going back to the uh, record every Sunday, post every Monday schedule. Um, it's just we have to align with people's schedules and y'all know how that go. Um, but yeah, every- especially when you have guests. Especially guests, especially when we have guests, but we love to see them. But thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we cannot wait to see y'all in the next episode. Bye, guys. Bye.